0: Welcome to the Sex and Psychology Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Justin Laymiller. I am a social psychologist and research fellow at the Kinsey Institute and author of the book, Tell Me What You Want, The Science of Sexual Desire and How It Can Help You Improve Your Sex Life. Imagine this scenario. A woman wanders around a college campus. She approaches 100 different men and asks them all the same question. Will you have sex with me? Now imagine a man wandering around the same campus asking 100 women to have sex with him. How do you think people would respond to these questions? Well, I have the answer for you because it turns out that a study like this has actually been done. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. How do people respond to offers of casual sex from strangers? We're going to explore the results of studies that have looked at this, including how the results differ for people of different genders and sexual orientations. We're also going to discuss why such a big gender difference exists and why women, on average, tend to be less interested in casual sex than men. So let's talk about casual sex. This is going to be a really fascinating episode. Stick around, and we're going to jump in right after the break. The Kinsey Institute at Indiana University has been a trusted source for scientific knowledge and research on critical issues in sexuality, gender, and reproduction for over 75 years. Learn about recent research, events, and student activities at America's premier sex research institute in their recently released annual report on their website. Find it over at kinseyinstitute.org and be sure to follow them on social media at Kinsey Institute. In one of the most well-known psychology experiments of all time, a group of attractive research assistants were instructed to wander around a college campus and proposition students of the other sex who were similar in age to them. This study was published way back in 1989 in the Journal of Psychology and Human Sexuality. So as we talk about the results, recognize that this was a study done in the 1980s. You might not find the same exact results today, And you might not even be able to do a study like this ever again. So here's how it went. The assistant would say, I've been noticing you around campus. I find you to be very attractive. This was followed by one of three questions. First, will you go on a date with me tonight? Second, will you go back to my apartment with me tonight? And third, will you go to bed with me tonight? So, basically, participants were flattered, they were told that they're very attractive, and then they got one of those three questions. What do you think happened? How many men and women do you think said yes to each of these questions? Feel free to pause for a moment and come up with a guess. Okay, got it? The results indicated that male and female students responded very differently to these questions. Among male students, as the prospect of sex increased, so did their likelihood of saying yes. So, specifically, just over half of them, 56%, agreed to go on a date with the person who had just propositioned them. 69% agreed to go back to the woman's apartment, and 75% agreed to her direct request for sex. Female students showed precisely the opposite pattern. As the prospect of sex increased, their likelihood of saying yes actually decreased. So, specifically, 50% of the women agreed to go on the date. However, just 6% agreed to go back to the man's apartment, and not a single one agreed to the request for sex. Now, it's worth noting that the researchers actually ran this study twice, and they found basically the same exact results each time, with no women agreeing to the offer for sex in either case. So, when it came to being propositioned for a date— Men and women were pretty similar, but when it came to going back to somebody's apartment or having sex with them, there was this huge gender difference that emerged. Now, for years, scientists have looked at these results as evidence that women just aren't that interested in casual sex, and that they have more of a long-term mating strategy. This is known as sexual strategies theory, and it's based on the idea that there's an evolutionary incentive for men to be more open to short-term encounters because it provides more opportunities for them to spread their seed and pass their genes along. But for women, casual sex carries a lot more risk because there's a chance that she might get pregnant by a guy who won't stick around. But is that the only potential explanation here? Not necessarily. Perhaps women are interested in casual sex, but this research methodology just doesn't really capture that. So for one thing, most requests for sex don't tend to happen in broad daylight while you're walking down the street. I mean, maybe that happens for some people, but that's not a particularly common scenario for an offer of casual sex to emerge. Also, when a totally random guy goes up to a woman and asks for sex in this way— that might set off some major warning flags. Like, seriously, who is this guy? Some women might think it's a joke, some might think he's a creep, and some might see this as sexual harassment. As some evidence of this, there's actually this YouTube video you can watch in which this guy goes around and asks 100 female strangers for sex. The video is literally called Asking 100 Girls for Sex, Social Experiment feel free to pause and watch the video and then come back to learn more. Now, if you watch the video, you'll see that not one woman says yes, just like in the study of college students we previously talked about. Instead, this guy gets a drink thrown in his face. He encounters a lot of nervous laughter. There's also some genuine laughter in there, too. There's also one woman in which her response was like, what the hell, now I'm really creeped out several of the women also tried to get away from him as quickly as possible. So it really seems like many of the women here were completely caught off guard because this isn't something that they commonly encounter, and a number of them appeared to think that this guy was downright strange and possibly dangerous. Now, consistent with this social experiment, in a study in which women were asked to rate how attractive they perceive an attractive male stranger asking for sex, Women, on average, rated this guy as being somewhat low in sexual capabilities. In other words, they don't think that he's likely to offer them much in the way of sexual pleasure. They also tend to perceive guys like this as being lower in social status and as having a higher likelihood of having an STD. They also don't tend to see these guys as being particularly kind and understanding people. So, in other words, the fact that women typically say no to these requests for sex doesn't tell us that women aren't into casual sex at all. It simply tells us that women aren't into casual sex with creepy strangers who proposition them on the street. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier regarding how you might not be able to do a study like this again. It's because it may be perceived as harassment or inappropriate behavior. And, you know, you would have a hard time getting that passed an Ethics Review Board these days. So, I'm not sure we'll ever see another study done directly like this again in the future. So, when are women into casual sex? Women appear to take into account the anticipated pleasure that they're gonna derive from a casual encounter. So what this means is that women are more likely to agree to a request for casual sex when they believe that their partner is a sexually skilled person who can bring them pleasure. In addition, women pay more attention to personal safety and potential danger, you know, risk of sexual victimization when it comes to things like casual sex, and they're more likely to have casual sex in cases where they feel that their partner is safe. So, as some evidence for all of this, let's look at a 2011 paper published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology by Dr. Terry Conley. I love this particular paper, and every time I teach a human sexuality course and we talk about casual sex, this paper always comes up. So, what Conley did was she conducted a series of studies based on what's known as pleasure theory. And this theory asserts that the pursuit of pleasure— is the central force that motivates sexual behavior, and reproduction is just a byproduct of this effort. So in other words, we're all motivated to have sex for pleasure-based reasons, and if we're all having enough of this pleasurable sex, then that's more than enough to ensure the survival of our species. Conley kind of tweaked the sexual invitation scenario in several different ways across multiple studies. She also, as part of this, asked participants to rate the sexual capability of a proposer, and what she found was that female proposers were rated as being far more capable sexual partners compared to male proposers. Also, sexual capability was the single biggest predictor of taking somebody up on an offer of casual sex. So in other words, a big part of the reason for the gender difference in acceptance rates is simply that men, by and large, seem to think that they're assured of having a pleasurable experience, whereas women are not. And none of this is surprising in light of other research finding that women only orgasm about 35% of the time as often as men in first-time heterosexual encounters. So that goes back to the orgasm gap. Now, another one of Conley's studies focused on bisexual women, and in this particular study, bisexual women were significantly more likely to accept an offer of a one-night stand from a woman than from a man. So, in other words, among bisexual women, they tend to think that female partners for casual encounters will be more capable than male partners. In yet another one of Conley's studies, she asked people to imagine that a celebrity proposed an offer of casual sex. It was either someone who was considered to be highly attractive at the time or someone who wasn't considered so attractive. So men in this study were asked to imagine either Angelina Jolie or Roseanne Barr offering them sex, while women were asked to imagine that either Johnny Depp or Donald Trump was offering them sex. And sidebar, sidebar, this study took place long before Trump was president and before the recent Johnny Depp trial. And my guess is that if they were going to repeat this kind of hypothetical study today, they'd probably choose different celebrities. But anyway, what Conley found is that women were just as likely as men to agree to have sex with an attractive celebrity. So in that case, Angeline and Jolie or Johnny Depp, pretty much everyone was on board. Now, at the same time, men and women were about equally likely to reject an offer of casual sex from a less attractive but still rich and famous individual, so pretty much everyone said no to a hypothetical sexual offer from Trump and from Roseanne. Now, again, this is a hypothetical situation. That doesn't tell us what people would actually do in real life if, say, a celebrity approached you for sex, but it's interesting to note that the gender difference just completely disappears here. So when people think they're guaranteed of a pleasurable experience with a sexy person, well, across genders, people seem pretty DTF. But that's not what's typically on the menu when most people have opportunities for casual sex. So that's a big part of the reason why the gender difference exists, because we're not all being approached by celebrities all the time being asked to have sex. Now, together, the results of these studies suggest that women are probably more interested in casual sex than we've been led to believe. They're not necessarily as interested as men are, but they're more interested than those early studies suggested, and they also tell us that women, on average, are thinking more carefully about things like pleasure and safety when it comes to casual sex compared to men. So, up until this point, we've largely been talking about how heterosexual men and women feel about casual sex. But what happens when you look at gay men versus lesbians instead? Is there still a large gender difference? Well, a set of studies published in the Archives of Sexual Behavior sought to find out. The researchers predicted that there wouldn't be a big difference between lesbian women and gay men when offered casual sex because lesbian and gay people follow unique romantic and sexual scripts in their communities and lesbian women and gay men have similar experiences of pleasure in same-gender encounters. It has been well documented that the orgasm gap really only exists in sexual encounters between men and women, with women being substantially less likely to orgasm than men in that context, especially in the context of casual sex. By contrast, rates of orgasm are similarly high in same-gender encounters. In two different studies, gay men and lesbians were asked to reflect on and answer questions about their most recent offer of casual sex that they received. In both of these studies, they had about 500 participants each. Some of the questions varied across surveys, and many different aspects of casual sex were examined. But for purposes of this show, we're really going to focus on the acceptance rates. Now, in both studies, the results were completely contrary to the prediction that no gender difference would be observed. What they found was that gay men were significantly more likely to accept their most recent offer of casual sex than lesbian women. The numbers were 71% for gay men versus 54% for lesbians in the first study, and 76% versus 62% in the second study. So basically, across the board, about 75% of gay men said that they had accepted their most recent offer of casual sex, by contrast, somewhere between half and two-thirds of lesbians reported accepting that most recent offer of casual sex. So it's a statistically significant gender difference, but smaller compared to what we've seen in previous studies looking at heterosexuals. Now, it's notable that in both studies, a majority of lesbians said that they had accepted that offer of casual sex. Now, a few other findings that are worth noting from this set of studies. In both studies, there was no gender difference with respect to how gay men and lesbians evaluated the sexual capabilities of the casual sex proposer, so they seemed to anticipate similarly high levels of pleasure. Also, it's worth noting that as perceived sexual capability increased, so did the likelihood of accepting the offer. In the second study, they looked at acceptance of casual sex offers in a finer level of detail, exploring the sexual orientation of the proposer. What they found was that gay men were more likely than lesbians to accept offers of casual sex from someone who was straight but curious. So about 80% of gay men said that somebody who's straight and curious, who wants to have casual sex, that they'd be down for it, compared to about 52% of lesbians under those same circumstances. By contrast, there was no gender difference in acceptance of offers from bisexual proposers. So if a bisexual person was interested in casual sex, 73% of gay men 77% of lesbians reported that they would be likely to accept that offer. The second study also found that gay men reported similarly high acceptance rates regardless of the proposer's sexual orientation. So you've got high numbers, 75 to 80 percent or so of gay men saying that they'd be down for somebody who was straight but curious, gay, or bisexual. So orientation didn't seem to matter that much in terms of gay men's acceptance of one of these offers. By contrast, if you looked at lesbians, they had lower rates of acceptance for the straight but curious proposers, so lesbians were more interested in casual sex with other lesbians or with a bisexual partner. Gay and lesbian proposers were also seen as being more sexually capable than the straight but curious proposers, and that was especially true for the lesbians, and I think that helps to explain why lesbians were less likely to accept offers of casual sex from that straight but curious group. They were just seen as less likely or less capable of bringing them pleasure. Lesbians also reported perceiving more stigma from casual sex than did gay men, and that statistically accounted for why lesbians reported lower rates of acceptance than gay men did. So, in other words, part of the reason why lesbians are less likely to accept offers of casual sex on average compared to gay men is that there are those reputational concerns. There's that sexual double standard that exists. Women feel like they're more likely to be judged for their sexual behavior compared to men, and that's true whether you're looking at heterosexuals or lesbian, gay, and bisexual individuals. Now, this research is limited in that it does not reflect a representative sample of the gay and lesbian community, and the previous studies on heterosexuals didn't reflect representative samples either. These studies also don't necessarily tell us about the frequency, manner, or circumstances under which these groups typically receive casual sex offers, or what they would actually do in real life. So there are limitations in terms of the insights that we can take from this work, but they do still tell us a few important things. One is that gay men and lesbians seem to be more similar in their acceptance of offers of casual sex compared to heterosexual men and women. Further, gay men and lesbians both appear to perceive casual sex partners as equally capable of bringing them pleasure. However, casual sex appears to be more of a taboo for women in general, regardless of their sexual orientation, and that's part of the story that helps to explain why women overall are less likely to accept offers of casual sex than men. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this discussion of casual sex and that you've learned something new. If you want to learn more about any of the studies mentioned in this program, be sure to check the show notes for the citations. To keep up with new episodes of this podcast, visit sexandpsychology.com or subscribe on your favorite platform, where I hope you'll take a moment to rate and review the show. You can also follow me on the socials for daily sex research updates. I'm on Twitter at Justin Lehmiller and Instagram at Justin J. Lehmiller. Also, be sure to check out my book, Tell Me What You Want. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.